Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for October 27th, 2022. This is Brian Kirk. In the first half of the year, the U.S. economy contracted modestly, setting off recession alarm bells across the financial markets. Fast forward to today, real GDP growth bounced back in the third quarter, increasing at an annualized rate of 2.6. While still not strong, the renewed expansion for the economy is a further sign that a recession is not quite imminent. Today, I'm joined by Nationwide Senior Economist Ben Ayers to discuss the third quarter GDP data and what lies ahead for the economy. Hey, how are you doing, Brian? I'm doing good, thank you. Ben, let's start off with the third quarter real GDP update today. What jumped out to you from this latest release? Well, obviously the, the biggest part of this is it was a positive number after having some modest declines in the first half of the year, certainly growing at 2.6% annualized rate in the third quarter is a great sign and actually beat estimates a little bit. So we got even a little bit faster growth than we were expecting. From a big picture perspective, we did offset the declines that we had from the first half of the year. So while that means that GDP really hasn't expanded at all over the course of the first three quarters of the year, we're certainly still not in a recessionary standpoint and clearly some pretty positive signs happening in the third quarter. You know, when we look at the details, what really jumped out was trade. Trade contributed 2.8% to GDP growth for the third quarter. So really all of the growth came primarily from trade. So that's the upside as we're seeing increased exports and actually some of the imports have come down. So that net trade balance has come back a little bit more into balance and adding to growth where it really detracted from growth in the first half of the year. But on the downside, that means all the rest of the components that we look at from GDP actually netted out to a very small negative or about a flat reading for the quarter. So clearly things are still trending downward, even despite the uh, the headline positive 2.6% number. Consumer spending was slower, um, not in a negative standpoint yet, but certainly reflecting the pressure that many households are feeling from both high inflation and from those rising interest rates. You know, We did see a slower pace of consumer spending Business investment was positive as well and actually bounced back a little bit from the number that we had for the second quarter. But yet again, kind of diving into the details, we're seeing that businesses are spending more on computer equipment. They're spending more on software. So kind of a continuation of those trends that we've seen over the pandemic as they're trying to make those technological upgrades to boost the productivity of their workers and just respond to the new way that we work in in the post-pandemic era. So those are some of the minor positive sides. On the downside, you know, housing continues to contract, another large decline over the third quarter, mainly due to housing and the cutback that we see from construction. We also saw that inventories cut back a little bit. So really, you know, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Um, certainly the trade jumps out, um, but clearly we're focused on some more of the core parts of the economy, whether it's the consumers and businesses. And both those showed modestly positive trends, but not nearly as strong as we'd hope to see. So like you said, kind of a mixed bag for the third quarter. You talked about the increase in trade. Is it likely to carry into the fourth quarter and beyond? Well, first of all, we have to point out that this was a huge number from trade. The 2.8% contribution to real GDP growth in the third quarter was actually the strongest number that trade has added to growth since the early 1980s. So 
that's not likely to continue. Certainly, that's not sustainable. And, and actually, trade has contributed to growth over the past two quarters. So I think we're likely to see not nearly as much of a boost from trade. You know, overall, the trade balance is still much worse than it was several years ago. So I think there's some natural reversion back to getting that more in line. In particular, I think we're likely to see exports in the U.S. will continue to come down a little bit, although obviously the dollar is very high. And so it's much cheaper for American consumers to buy those international goods. So it's likely to see a relatively elevated level of imports. And it's the way those calculations work. When we have much stronger imports than we have exports, that actually works against growth. So yet again, I think there still could be some some positive additions from trade over the last quarter of 2022, but not nearly as strong as we've seen in the the third quarter and really putting more of an onus on more of the other aspects of GDP when you look at from a forward perspective. Let's focus for a minute on consumers and businesses. You talked about that just a moment ago. And of course, they're really the core parts of the economy. What are some of the trends you're seeing there? And what does that mean for economic activity over the next six months? Well, as we already mentioned a little bit, things are clearly slowing there. Uh, you know, kind of a more of a core GDP measure that economists would look at, uh, the final sales for private domestic purchasers was only up 0.1% in the third quarter, you know, much weaker than the, the overall number, as you saw that boost from trade, and clearly telling us that overall consumers and businesses are cutting back. We have seen in the consumer sector that because of the high cost of many goods, you're not spending as much on goods. In the third quarter data, we saw that good spending actually declined. Most of the growth was all on the service sector side as people continue to demand those type of services. But yet again, going forward, I think it's only going to be weaker from here, unfortunately. Uh, you know, you think about the high cost of many items, you know, people are really focusing on essential goods and essential items, whether it's getting gas, whether it's getting groceries, and focusing much less on the discretionary side of the, of the economy. So I think yet again, that's going to act to detract from consumer spending, which, you know, when you look at the GDP numbers, about two-thirds of U.S. economic growth comes from consumers. And if they continue to weaken both in response to high prices and to higher interest rates, that's going to pull down GDP growth going forward. Uh, similar state for businesses. Um, while we did see some positive business fixed investment in the third quarter, yet again, many of these factors across the economy, whether it's cutting back on demand for consumers or also just the higher cost structure that many businesses are facing, that means they're going to have to invest a little bit less in their businesses. And so yet again, that's another factor that's probably likely to slow economic activity. So I think, unfortunately, the 2.6% that we got for the third quarter might be our high water mark for a little while. Well, we don't expect to see some negative prints very soon, but I think we will see slower growth and much more below trend growth as we look forward for at least the next couple quarters and maybe some negative prints as we look ahead into 2023. There's not really very many positive trends there, unfortunately. In regards to consumers, uh, we are going to do a podcast next month, about the middle of next month, on retail spending. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, inflation and rising interest rates are acting like a double whammy for many households and firms. With the Fed expected to continue tightening sharply in November and December, too, uh, what does that mean for the odds of a recession? Can you provide us an outlook for 2023? Sure. You know, unfortunately, the the clouds are certainly darkening as we look forward for the outlook for next year. You know, first of all, we do see the Fed continuing to remain quite aggressive. Uh, We expect that they're going to push through another 75 basis point increase in November. 
and likely at least another 50 basis point increase in December, maybe even higher depending on what inflation does over the next couple of months. And certainly you're getting to the point now where monetary policy is in a restrictive standpoint. Uh, you know, we've moved past neutral, moved into a restrictive standpoint, and it's going to start to cut back more on those core parts of the economy that we talked about, both consumer spending and businesses. And so really at this point, I think the odds favor a recession over next year. You know, I think there still is some pretty good momentum within the economy. Most of the business sector is still expanding, just not quite as strongly as it was. And clearly the labor market continues to have a lot of momentum. You know, the unemployment rates with 3.5%, that matches the lowest level we've seen over 50 years. Job gains continue to be quite positive. We've you know, added you know, at least a million jobs over the past four months or so. So we're continuing to see some positive trends there. And that means that the momentum for the economy isn't going to disappear overnight. I don't see us having a recession this year. I think given the positive growth we saw for the third quarter, you know, I think fourth quarter is going to be a little weaker. But let again, I don't think we're going to see that recession start as soon as the fourth quarter. But clearly, as we change over to 2023, those odds go higher. And I think particularly as you move towards the middle of 2023, I think the odds are favoring that at that point, we will see recessionary conditions. That means some job losses, that means closed businesses, and certainly much weaker growth across the economy. And a lot of this is going to be in response to those sharp tightening that has come through from the Fed over the past year, and yet again, some further increases expected in coming months. So I, I think, unfortunately, as we look ahead for our crystal ball, um, it's very looking very likely we're going to see a downturn in 2023. The, the timing on that is still highly uncertain, but I think by the time you're looking towards the middle of next year, we're going to be talking about either being in a recession already or being very much on the cusp of one starting by the middle stages of 2023. Well, Ben, that's a pretty grim outlook right there. I'm sure it wasn't fun to talk about that, but uh, is there any light you see at the end of that tunnel? I mean, any silver lining that you could provide us with that that looks likely for the next year? Yeah, it's certainly not the best outlook. And, and, and really, I think when you would look at the Fed, they would feel that they don't want to cause that downturn, but this is going to be a necessary thing to happen to bring inflation back in line and hopefully get those inflation, reset those inflation expectations and really get the price growth back to where people want it to see. You know, People don't like inflation being as rapid as it is right now, and they want to see it back more to a more of a stable level at the 2 to 2.5% two range. And I think, unfortunately, it's likely going to take a downturn to get us there. So that's the downside. I do think the silver lining is it's likely to be pretty modest. I think that the general sentiment has been biased towards recessions being very severe events based upon what happened in 2008 with the great financial crisis, what happened in 2020 with COVID-19. We're expecting that the next downturn will be very strong, but history says that's not the case. Most downturns are rather modest. Most downturns only last two, maybe three quarters at most, uh, and you don't see a huge decline in overall real GDP growth. You don't see a huge increase in the unemployment rate. So I think that's really our silver lining right now is that you know, most of the economy still was in pretty solid shape. Uh, when you look across the financial state of most households and most businesses, it's pretty solid. Uh, and that would tell us that, yeah, we'll likely see some job losses. Yes, some businesses are, are going to close, um, but the cascading effect that we saw in 2008 in particular, when you saw that, you know, People lost their jobs, then they lost their homes, and it really had a big impact across the economy. That's really not the state that we see right now. Most homes 
are in pretty good shape. Most mortgages are in pretty good shape. And most business balance sheets are in pretty good shape as well. So that tells us that many of those factors that would cause it to deepen and last longer are not likely there. The one kind of part that is a bit of a risk is certainly with the Fed. If the Fed does continue to keep rates higher because they're concerned about inflation, they don't want inflation to reignite, if they keep those rates higher, say, over the course of 2023, and they don't ease as quickly as we might expect, that could extend the downturn. But yet again, I think even if it's extended, it would just mean weaker growth beyond the downturn than actually a a deeper, more longer lasting recession like we've seen over the past two cycles. I think history would tell us that it's likely to be modest. Uh, It's not going to be fun, but certainly it's not going to be anything close to the the level of impact that we saw in the great financial crisis or even from COVID-19 when we shut down the economy in 2020. Well, Ben, thank you for your perspectives on the GDP today. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Please join us next week as we discuss the upcoming FOMC meeting, where we expect yet another rate increase. (laughs) Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified as soon as that podcast is released. Until next time, for Nationwide Market Insights, this is Brian Kirk. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide Inn and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.